When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chicago, welcome to the Chicago Sports right. Podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Kevin Kada, head of content at CHGO. I'm joined as always by Luke Stuckmeyer, Casey Standahar, and Lawrence Benedetto are also here. We check in with you every Thursday morning to talk about the week that was in Chicago sports and the week that will be. We've got a great show for you today. It's a crisp fall morning. I'm able to break out the hockey sweater finally as the Hawks open up camp. Luke's got a hoodie. Yeah, it's, it's hoodie, hoodie weather. Hoodie, hoodie season. season. Do it. Lawrence season. has a hoodie. Stay warm. Well, this is great. Yeah we, look, yeah, we look great, Luke. I had a I had a large cold brew from uh, Dunkin' Donuts, so I'm ready to go this morning. Yeah, I needed I'm also it. Drinking coffee. <laughs> Um, yeah, exciting week here at CHGO. Uh, the loss of the Packers aside, we've got our CHGO tailgate coming up on Sunday, and things are coming together. It's going to be at the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt. If you haven't got your tickets, make sure you get it. Uh, they're going quickly. We've got a good group out there, and $34 gets you in. All you can drink, all you can eat, games, entertainment, merch, giveaways, uh, a lot of CHGO staff are going to be out there partying, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Like I, like you said, like we're gonna we're building up to this. This is going to be the highlight of the new week, right? We started low, we're going high. I'm going to stay positive this show for you because I've been a little negative here on this show early I know. on. Today, I'm going to be Captain Positive. That's my <laughs> promise. Well, I have to say Captain that Positive uh, reporting for duty. I, I, we're going to stay positive, but our, our, like the, the, our main headline that we're talking about is the White Sox. And I sat here last right, scrap week. Scrap that. Scrap that. And thing. I said when we came back, the Sox were probably going to be, be in contention. I thought they were going to make a move. They did not make a move. I, you know, I tried to warn you about the sky, and I tried to warn you about the White Sox. But really, I've been telling the White Sox guys that here at CHGO since about the All-Star break, yeah. this doesn't feel right. You know, even though I had this sense of – they're in a bad division. Cleveland isn't really good. The Twins really aren't good. You have more talent than those teams. Something's been off about this team. Gee, from I can't the very imagine beginning. what's been off about this team for the last, I don't know, since November of, uh, what was that, 2020? 2020. Yeah, but Just you know what? Juju all be? around. What could be wrong with this White Sox organization since November of 2020? I have no idea. <laughs> what could it be? Lawrence, it was a bad foundation. We all know that. But you can't blame all of it on hiring the wrong manager and making that mistake. I agree. It set a bad precedent. The foundation was messy at that point. At some point, you got to blame the players for it, too. Like, they have not played well. Their defense is terrible, horrific. Their situational hitting isn't great. They just don't play sound baseball. And the Sox have to blow it up at this point. I don't say you have to blow it up like total rebuild. Right. You got to do something because your farm system's not going to be the spark for this either. So they lost the first two games against Cleveland this series to really take themselves out. They are six behind with 13 to go. 
effectively seven games out because Cleveland owns the tiebreaker. So, yes, it is over. It's over. Um, Look, we're not in a blowing it up situation, but I do agree with you. It's like you have to retool, and exactly what parts do you retool? Like, who do you choose? Who do you send on their way? Um, I think we see other franchises kind of hit a wall, and you think, okay, that's it. Um, And then they kind of make switches here and there, and the next thing you know, they're back in it. I mean, the Boston Red Sox over the last 15, 20 years come to mind. The Cardinals always seem to be able to do it. Uh, the Dodgers do it, although they have, you know, an empty pocketbook. Um, the Mets have done it recently. So I'm not exactly sure. How open do you think the championship window is right now? Was it ever open? Uh, yeah, it's still open because there's a possibility. Like anything can happen in baseball if you get in there. Now, are they the top three favorites to win the World Series? Like right. some some of the experts thought going into – no, we've seen it now. Like – and I, and I always try to compare stuff, as a Cubs fan, I compare stuff to the Cubs. They're in a similar situation where the Cubs were uh, a few years ago. They had a core that they thought could do it again, the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Now, the Sox haven't even won a playoff series, but I'm just talking about they had a good group of players, talented players. Something wasn't right. So who's your untouchables on the White Sox roster? Who's not going anywhere, and who would Dylan you consider? Dylan Cease, and that's it. Dylan Cease, and that's it. Not to be, to be perfectly honest, no. Yeah. Luis Robert hasn't proven it, and he's been hurt. Uh, if if trading... You, you just be selling low on all these guys right now, which is a little problematic. You would, but let's put it this way. If right? trading Luis Robert means um, getting Shohei, done. No, like, <laughs> well, sure. You can't yeah. say these guys are untouchable. If you can get Shohei Otane by trading, right. you know, Luis Robert and... You know, the right I, deal. I, I want to say that Cease is untouchable, but then again... I, I can't even say Cease is untouchable because you, he's had multiple opportunities to shut a team out here in huge games. Mm-hmm. And although he might win the Cy Young, he hasn't been able to do it. Don't get me wrong. Great young pitcher. Like, he's the best pitcher they have. But you're going to have to make bold moves, and you're going to have to make the right moves in order to, right. to stop that window from closing right away. You're going to have to have some more talent coming up. Um, their farm system isn't highly rated. You probably can't be spending 35 to $40 million on your bullpen again if you want to upgrade at other positions. To me, that's concerning. Um, I don't know. We, we've seen the Sox pivot before, right? I, I, like we, we talked about, like it seemed like they hit a wall. Now, this is already like 18, 20 years ago, but with, with Maglio Ordonez and Carlos Lee, you know, they got rid of those guys. Brought in, retooled in 2005. Maybe caught lightning in a bottle, if we're being honest. But, you know, like you had to try different things. And that's one thing that Kenny Williams was always really kind of good at, was at pivoting, trying new things, and it did work out in 2005. Now, it hasn't worked out a lot since, but, like, what are you going to try this offseason? They need to be inventive. They need to take risks. I think that it's still there. I mean, Tim Anderson has only played in half the games this year. That's obviously a big deal. He is going to have to start playing full seasons. He hasn't played in a full season in what, since 2017? Um, that, you know, th- these guys have to stay healthy. Luis Robert has to stay healthy. I don't think Eloy's ever going to stay healthy. So if you're going to send anyone on his way, like, it's probably him. I, um, I know that, like, Herb has already said to me, like, oh, uh, yeah, we'll give you Eloy <laughs> back. And, and I'm like, well, now wait a minute. In order to get what you need fixed, trading the guy that everybody obviously knows is the guy that you most likely would like to part with if you have to part with somebody isn't necessarily the way to do it. You have to make difficult decisions. And who's making the decisions? Mm -hmm. Is it Jerry? I don't know. 
Is it Rick Hahn? Is it Kenny? We still don't know the answer to that. Like, <laughs> is it Tony Larusa? Is it another manager? Like, yeah. who's making those decisions and who's going to make? I think Rick Hahn is a guy, and you just said Kenny's done it in the past. I think Rick Hahn, if you actually give him the keys to the car, mm-hmm. is willing to make that big move. I you almost, have to let him do it. And I almost think you need to reframe expectations because the way baseball is built right now, the way the playoffs are set up, winning the World Series is not maybe a realistic expectation. It can happen. You just need to keep on buying tickets to the dance, right? You need to get in year after year after year. Even a team like the Dodgers, who spends billions of dollars to chasing this, has won one in a pandemic year, yeah. right? So to me, it's like the White Sox really have to huddle back and say, okay, how do we become far and away a great organization that wins the AL Central year after year? How do we become the Atlanta Braves of the AL Central because you're in a you're in a division that should be eminently winnable. When the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Guardians go out and spend $35 million, you should be able to beat that team. You should not be looking up at them in the last week of September. Same thing with the Kansas City Royals and the Minnesota Twins, the Detroit Tigers. They're in a they're in a small market division. Right. They should beat everybody all the time. Jerry should go out and spend the big money right. when he has the opportunity. That didn't happen this offseason. Whether that was Jerry's Look, decision or whether that was Rick Hahn or Kenny, I, I think I Jerry don't know. is disinterested at this point. I think a lot of people over the last 10 years have said Jerry wants one more before it goes. I'm not necessarily sure that's true. I think he wants to take care of his people. I think he wanted to right, right or wrong with Tony La Russa, and it blew up spectacularly. Yeah, but that said, everybody, pretty much everybody went into the season knowing – the Sox didn't make that move that everybody thought they were going to make to take them from contender to real deal. And yeah. it only it not only didn't do that, the other guys regressed and it just started the foundation started crumbling underneath them. Yeah, it hurts. That was a real fun team to watch in 2020 in that pandemic year. They they made the jump and you thought, okay, they're gonna bring in a kind of new school manager and 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 take the next jump. And it, it just hasn't happened. And the fan base is pissed off and they're going to be on the outside looking in. It's just not a good situation. Uh, let's move on to Justin Fields. So last year, last week, we were feeling pretty good about this dude. Everyone in Chicago is happy. We're looking at gifs of him sliding. They're people gifts. are buying They're t-shirts. Gifts. They're gifts. Now a week later, people are mad at Justin Fields, and we're having a referendum on whether or not he can be a quarterback in this league. I, I hate, I hate it here, Luke. Well, this is going to happen. As Captain Positive, just expect this to happen the rest of the season, okay? Just just let it happen. And, I, uh, Lawrence, by the way, I believe it's ifs. The G is silent. Um, oh, it's ifs. Okay. Gifs, gifs. Gif. I know. Gif. I say gifs. Anyways. You're correct. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to tell a whole lot about Justin Fields. What was alarming was people being able to go back, like Adam Hogan, show you some video and be like, whoa, this guy was wide open. All he had to do was throw it to him. Right. Here's the problem. He's... So uncomfortable with throwing because they haven't let him throw the football. Mm-hmm. Like 11 passes. He has the fewest amount of passes since like the 60s in the NFL through two games. Like yeah. This season is about developing Justin Fields if you can. You have to find out about him. And the only way to let that happen is to let him throw the ball. Right. Let him make those mistakes, whether he wants to or you want to or not. That means you're going to have to sacrifice from wins. I understand it's a new coach, and he's trying to build this foundation, and it's all about winning, and that's the message you want to send. But in reality, when you're building the game plan, you have to build it 
so that he also is the number one thing that happens each week, develop Justin Fields, whether that's through mistakes or whether that's through success. You have to develop Justin Fields each and every week because if you don't, then you might as well just start tanking right now for yeah. the next draft pick at quarterback. And I think you can't be afraid to, to let him fail at some points. Right, and he has to. Yeah, like, and I th- honestly think, like, Chicago needs to give this dude a break. Like, give this guy room and time to develop. I think with we saw with Mitch Trubisky, like, they didn't let him make mistakes. They didn't let him stretch the field. Uh, this guy needs to get his confidence up. He needs to know that it's okay to maybe throw an interception every once in a while. And if we're going to jump down his throat every time he has a one or two interception game or like that sucks. It's, it's not, it's not conducive to, to developing a winner here. And no, we, I mean, we saw this week. I'd like, what did you make of this, this whole, you know, controversy of, of him saying like, Hey, this hurts, this hurts us more than it does bears fans. Well, do you think that was a straw man thing? I almost kind of feel like it was like, it was one jerk kind of calling attention to it. He has a big platform, and then it almost kind of seemed like more people were saying, like, they screw We've got people in the chat already saying, oh, fans pay his salary. They pay him millions, Uh, like, blah, blah, blah. No. He's he's already apologized. He said he didn't didn't mean the way it came out. Here's my take. He's a young guy. Yeah. You want him to care about it more than you do. Of course. If he didn't, you'd be pissed off at that. 100%. The flip side would be terrible if he came out and be like, you know what? Here's the it thing. hurts you guys, but I understand. It's just This is the loss. one thing that kind of struck me, Luke. I, I think two things can be true. One, I think we can never know how much it hurts to put that much work into it and to go up on Sunday night football and get the pants by the Packers. Um, I don't think we can ever know what it's like to be in that locker room unless, unless we're former players, which we are not. And two, but I, I also think the other thing is true. I don't think Justin Fields or any other Bears player who didn't grow up in Chicago can understand how pissed off we are at losing the Packers and getting it handed to us for three decades straight. I think that's kind of where this almost kind of kind of arose. He should, though. I, I, the one guy in that locker room that knows what that means, Cole Komet. Like he, <laughs> Cole Komet, yeah. You know, he, diehard Bears fan growing up, he knows what it means to lose that game. So now Justin Fields... Uh, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't the right comment. Yeah. It was a mistake. He'll move on and go from it. But at the same time, like we want Justin Fields. Yes. We want. We want. Just don't ever bring the fans into. Yeah, it. we want. He yeah, was yeah. led into that answer too, Captain. Like he was right. led like by mentioning the fans in that. And I understand. We're the all on the same team here. Yeah. Every. Come on, people. It's 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 but a whole lot of. But I pay his salary. Oh, I pay his salary. Well, that's I, that is true. Uh, like I understand the fans that are. I care more. That are upset because they say, well, I care more. That's okay, but don't be mad. Like, yeah. it's just irrelevant. The whole thing is irrelevant. Yeah. We've got bigger fish to fry. If he throws four touchdowns this week, he's still going to be mad oh, at him? We got him? some cod. No. Is it uh, Fish Fry Thursday? What's going on? We got some. I think Bragg's in the stands is watching this of now while he's walking. He's on the, the walk with Cap to raise money yeah, for Bernie's dedicated. book bank. That's awesome. What's up, Bragg's? Yeah. Keep the comments coming. Robbie says his play on the field bad. Candor with the media bad. Ah, I don't care. I I don't want a guy to say somewhat of what he believes. I just don't yeah. think he actually worded it correctly. Justin, we love you. Just didn't phrase it right. Lonzo Ball, he will have arthroscopic knee surgery next week. He'll be reevaluated four to six weeks, eight months after his last knee surgery with torn cartilage. Nightmare. Luke, can the Bulls count on him at all? He's got that four-year, $80 million deal. Not great. 
I'm supposed to be Captain Positive, and you're hitting me with lightning bolts from the side, <laughs> left and right. Know, like, yeah. how am I supposed to be? Yeah. Well, the White Sox season is over. Then the next thing, hey, what about Justin Fields? They stink. And now, <laughs> Lonzo Ball. Working with what I got. Luke. I know. That's just the way it is right now in Chicago sports. Uh, he's a key piece of the team. Can they count on him? Absolutely not. You know, not at all. He had the first knee surgery with the Bulls in January. They didn't play the rest of the game. We thought he was coming back in like six to six or seven weeks after that surgery. Didn't play the rest of the season. By the way, he's 25, and this is his third knee surgery already. That is not good. When he's on the court and healthy, which isn't very often, he's a difference maker for this team. Like they he's need my his- favorite. He's my favorite player on the Bulls, like when he's on the court. I love watching him. I won't go that far, but he is a crucial part of the team. There's no yeah. question about that. Like his three-point shot alone makes a big difference on this team. So can they count on him? No, they're going to have to move on and pretend like he's not back because my issue with all of this is why is he having this surgery now? What the hell has he been doing all summer long? Mm -hmm. And I know the the statement could be made like, well, they just want to wait and make sure they've been doing everything they can. He's been out since January. He's had plenty of time to figure out this isn't right. You go back to like, Three months ago where they first made the statement like, we're not sure where he's at. This does have a little smell of Scottie Pippen saying, I didn't want to ruin my summer. Yeah. Oof. Why, why wow. is he having it the week training camp is opening? You could have had this a month ago. So now he's going to miss like six weeks before he can be evaluated. That doesn't mean he's back on the court in six weeks. That means the doctor is going to look at it in six weeks. I, I'm not a doctor. And I don't know, like, how this is all going to play Wait, out. You're like, not a doctor? This whole time I, would, I thought you were a doctor. The doctor of love. That's hey now, it. Hey uh, look, like, if you ask me, like, my completely uninformed opinion, like, we're not seeing this dude before Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> like, he's he's going to miss the first half of the season, minimum. At least. Minimum. Yeah, you're right. It, it could be a full year from knee surgery to second knee surgery to recovery. What? And we don't even know it's going to work. It's, it's a... Uh, arthroscopic debridement. So he had a cartilage tear, meniscus tear before. They went and we tried have, to fix that. Do we have that. diagrams, Luke? Yeah, Luke well, is a doctor, apparently. Well, as Can you I, get him a I have watched uh, Chicago Med a couple times. Now they're going to take out damaged tissue. How did you not say Which ER? could be similar to the last one. Chicago By the way, Med. taking out damaged cartilage, if that's what they take out, is what Derek Rose had done a couple times. Once you take out cartilage, it doesn't grow back. No. So the knee issue is not long-term, the knee issue is not getting better. That sucks. And I'm captain positive. <laughs> he is a gifted player. The Bulls do need him. And, yeah, you could talk about Io stepping up, and he's a great player, but still a lot of stuff. I mean, Lon, you know, Lonzo Ball was the number two pick in the draft. You know, he, he's a talented guy, so I don't know. Uh, look, the Blackhawks are opening up camp. Is that a positive for you, Luke? <laughs> there it they is. They open up camp today. Here our come the our guys are out we at Fifth Third Arena. Can we play that? Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, and a bunch of other guys. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of it, right? Like, if you went up to the average person on the street right now and said, name five Blackhawks, including the coach or the broadcaster, okay. like, this it is, is not This is what we should like, do. Lawrence, can we can we bring in Casey really quickly to ha- have her name five Blackhawks? Oh, this is That's rude. That's not fair. That's no, not I fair mean, it's, it's kind of underlining what you're saying. I, I, I'm not sure that I could. I mean, I could because. Well, I, I could name a few from the draft. 
All right, let's do it. Let's go. Well, does Frank Nazar count? Yes. Yes. Okay, so him, Jonathan Taves, Patrick yeah. Kane. Yep. The coach is Luke Richardson. The broadcaster is Chris Voster. <laughs> oh, we went broadcasters, yes. Hey, hey, go, go Patrick Sharp. <laughs> yeah. Five Hawks, oh, there it is. Is that five? That's five. All right, I did and it. And Jim Cornelison. <laughs> Dang, that was kind of hard. I wanted to name more players. Darn it. Taylor Radish. Max uh, Domi. Radish, Radish. Who else you got, Lawrence? Lawrence. Uh, that's it. Kevin Korczynski. Ah, Korczynski led sure, the stretches Great initials. Today. He's going to be great. Good news, friends. Uh, Korczynski, Korczynski helped lead the stretches. Yep, Korczynski. Uh, some, uh, Savoie, that's Jay's guy. I forget. Jake his. McCabe. Uh, he's injured. Ian Mitchell, also injured. Ian Mitchell. Oh, Lucas Reichel. He's the best player on the Lucas team. Lucas Reichel. Con- Connor Murphy. Sure, he's still there. We're naming some guys here on the Chicago Sports Podcast. We are. Casey, thank you. All right, let's move on to Bearish Bullish. Oh, wait, Bearish Bullish? You got Bearish Bullish? It's our weekly segment on who's up, who's down. Obviously, one of the biggest stories this year, Luke, for the Blackhawks will be Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and the trade deadline. Are you bearish or bullish on those two guys surviving the trade deadline. Now, again, bearish is bad. Bullish is good, right? Yeah, bullish would be uh, that they, they will survive the trade deadline. Stock market up? Stock I, market actually, I, I can't. I, I'm a level stock market here because I think Kane is gone. Taves will be here. That's my, that's my guess. But I think there is a factor to the organization is kind of like, listen, we're rebuilding. We got rid of a lot of guys. We're going we're gonna to tank this thing as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a market. Imagine the poor marketing people there. <laughs> like, you have to say, Taves and Kane, what other jerseys are they giving away right now? Like, uh, we forgot Seth Jones is on the team. Seth Jones, yeah. yeah. He has but, a, he, he has Chirac Bobby hooked me up in the Also his brother. I, I'm, I'm down the middle. I think, I think the market for – those are huge contracts, but I think the market for Kane, if he plays well, somebody might – be willing to do that. I think it'll take some imagination for a contender to really kind of figure out how that works out. Um, I'm, um, I'm, I guess I'm bearish because if the move is there, you have to make it. So these guys are free agents after the season. You're not just going to let them walk. So I am bearish on that. By the way, this, this will blow your mind. This is their 16th season that they're entering. I saw that crazy. 16 seasons. I mean, honestly, like in a lot of ways, it seems like they, you know, just got here. I think in Patrick Kane's case, he's still got a lot of great hockey. And, you know, he's only 33. Yeah, it's nuts. He's we saw those guys really, coming here as 18, 19 year old kids. You don't see a ton of like hand speed lost there. Like he still makes incredible plays. Yeah. Uh, he's the greatest American hockey player ever. Yes. So. All right, Darnell Mooney as wide receiver one. Our guy has two catches for four yards through two games. I don't have to tell you that, Luke, because he is destroying your fantasy team. (laughs) Uh, As Captain Positive, I am bearish on this because he's not a number one wide receiver. I love what they got in the draft pick. I I think he's a really good player. He's a number one wide receiver on a bad offensive team. Darnell Mooney is a number two or three maybe on a good offense. A hell of team. a worker. I think and he's a great he's character not, guy. Yes, he's going to get better. Could he develop into that? Maybe with the right, right quarterback. Is that going to happen this year? Well, he's going to be a number it, Technically, he is a number one wide receiver, but he's not one on a great team. The Bears not have yet. $100 million to work with this offseason. They go out and get like a guy who actually should command 25 or $30 million. 
then you're going to see what Darnell Mooney is, right? Yeah. And I, that's no knock on him whatsoever. No, not so I'm, at all. I'm bearish as him as your number one wide receiving option, but uh, but hopefully he gets better. I think uh, I, I think he's going to be better for your fantasy team going forward, Luke. So you had you had one game in a monsoon. I'll and be then, honest with you, the, yeah. he's he's ready to hit the waiver wires. One not more week. Waiver wires. I don't think you could do yeah, that. Yeah, he's he's on my it's only a ten ten team league, so he's okay. on my bench right now. He's not playing. I went with Waddle of the Dolphins last week instead. Tommy Waddle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Waddle. Uh Jalen Waddle, isn't it? Correct. Uh I played him. That was the right move. And this week he will play again instead of Darnold. And he does the Waddle after he scores touchdowns. Which, which is cool. It's very cute. All right. Bearish bullish. Devin Hester getting into the Hall of Fame on the second ballot. He, Olin Krutz, Lance Briggs, and Peanut Tillman were all named among 120 nominees for the 2023 class this week. Um, Hester will be uh, – this is a second chance to try to get in. Do you think uh, he's getting in? I do think he will get in this time. I think it's going to be Devin Hester. Um, you know, there's always the argument is he, he didn't play a real position. He's, he's a gadget guy. He's like a kicker or a punter, mm-hmm. but he's the best to ever do it. He changed the way, well, he didn't change the way teams were going, but teams certainly readjusted their game plan kicking to him. I'm one of those people that I don't like people saying, this guy's not a Hall of Famer. You're letting everybody in. Devin Hester was a great player. It's the Hall of Fame. We're not talking about yeah. getting into heaven here, folks. <laughs> Let him into whatever he wants to get into. Like, we're, It's just a place where people go to look at, plaques of the great players that have played the game you're telling me he wasn't a great player he was a great player on the football field was he a good receiver no but I'm willing to let him into Canton it's not the end of the world they can always put another wing on if you have too many players I'm bullish on him getting in but I think it's going to be close Uh, Joe Thomas Darrell Rivas James Harrison and Dwight Freeney are all among the first time eligibles only five guys go in every year and then of the guys who haven't gotten in recently, there's also Andre Johnson, Jared Allen, Demarcus Ware, and Zach Thomas. So I think it's going to be close. I think he's. I think he'll get in because he's like a unique player, and people are going to want to vote for him. But it's going to be close. Uh, finally, wait. Bragg says if you revolutionize the game you play, you're a Hall of Famer. I agree, period. Braggs. And he's also walking 20 miles on a torn meniscus, and he's fat. He said that's another thing he said. So <laughs> I'm going to put that on screen. Torn meniscus. I don't, I don't want him to just. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know we had a torn meniscus. That's uh, Rags will be out at our CHGO tailgate. Torn meniscus at all, so oh, wow. buy your tickets. All right, finally, Vikings beating out Packers for the NFC North. Uh, week two was a little bit of a script change because the Packers recovered. The Vikings went and got uh, killed out in uh, Philadelphia. So, uh, real quick, bearish or bullish? I'm bullish on that. I think the Eagles are going to be one of the best teams in the conference, and I think the Bears are going to be one of the worst teams in the conference. So, it's who they played. I think the Vikings win the division this year. Bullish I agree. All right, this football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out on your live second-half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. You can build the perfect live same-game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with PointsBet Lightning Bets, so whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live with PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. You or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. 
Our next partner has a product I use every day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for six months, and I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy, but it is. It has a kind of mild tropical taste, and I look forward to taking it in the morning. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting Ready for this? Your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get a boost of energy from it, so I take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach and giddy up. I didn't take it today. I'm dragging around here. You guys are like, what's wrong with Stucky? Well, that's what's wrong. Didn't have my AG1. Lifestyle friendly, too, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with the AG1, and you're investing in it all-in-one Nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes. It has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One little scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't have to take a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Or Get maybe Bears because it's almost, you know, Bears are in season two. Uh, to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Time for Stuck and Duck. Got a fun topic today. We're going to be optimistic. Which Chicago team of the eight has the brightest future, and we're going to be joined by Casey right now. Casey, hey. what's up? Hi, guys. Casey, Hello. you're going to help us build a list from 8 to 1 in terms of brightest future. Lawrence, I also want you to contribute. Oh, God. Here we go. Look, all eight teams right now, I don't think really anyone is on the doorstep of a championship. <laughs> the Sky were there this year, uh, came up short, and now they're going to be facing some things in the offseason. So I think everyone's kind of like in the same kind of place. I think every fan base is hopeful but things have to happen. Things have to fall into place. But let's just rank things. I mean, I, I really right. kind of want to know yeah. like which fan base should be the most hopeful. So I think Lawrence has a great graphic that we're going to bring up, and we're going to work through this together. So uh, yeah, let's figure this out. Okay, let's right. see. Uh, Raw dogs got it. Okay. Oh, look at that. that Team is sharp. with the brightest future. Okay. All right. Uh, does anyone so want to throw out? Publish. We're going to start at eight. Who? I mean, who? Like, who doesn't have a great future right now? All well, of them. No. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, that's, we can't Lawrence, put you everybody start? in. Eight. You, you have the mouse uh, to drag it in. Yeah, oh, I do. Uh, who, do you want to start at the bottom? Ugh. Yes, we're starting at the bottom. We're going we're gonna <sighs> to put mean, some suspense in here. Honestly. And look, this this is going to be fluid. Like, if we want to yeah, switch things around. things around. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Well, okay. So Let's the go Hawks, while we're young. The Blackhawks <laughs> are currently awful. But they do kind of have a bright future, so I don't want to put them at eight. Uh, the fire, it's the same old, same old with them. Yeah. And I just think I'm putting them at eight. I'm sorry. I like the I'm fire's sorry. owner. He seems to want to win. Yes, he has all of the money in the world. He's putting money into, the, uh, putting money into it. Just do Wait. it. Lawrence, He's, just do it. Just do it. He when you said Chicago Fire, I thought of the TV show in well, Severide. Well, you got to stop watching those bad NBC shows. They're all bad. <laughs> stop watching those. I is he you still were on? Say, yeah. Severide, is he still live Come on that on, show? Man. Uh, the thing, the problem with the fire is that their owner has all this money, but he's kind of doing it like Reinsdorf, where he keeps the same idiot in charge. So, you know, that's a problem. So we'll put them at eight. Anyone have any disagreements there? I um, agree. I'm, I'm good. With, I'm good with that. 
Ding. Okay. Are we going? Make sure you're, make sure you're hitting our comments up, too. Let, let, let us oh, know yeah. where you think some of these oh, things should go. Oh, I have to look at comments. Jack says bulls at eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, bulls. no, no, no. Uh, uh, I understand. Baloney Fonseca says fire eight, so he agrees. Fire stink out loud. Yes, that is true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what I, do we got here at seven? We're go- are we going that way? Is that what we're doing? Or yeah, we now go we're going to, to seven. So, you know, I, th- hmm. I actually kind of think the sky are at seven. That's what I, I was going to say. I think they're up against it. I was going to say that, too. Oh, God. Don't Might say have this. fallen. Just because they lost in the playoffs or because what's coming in the well, offseason? What's coming? Losing, I think yeah. They got free agents coming up. Yeah. Courtney Vandersloot is a free agent. Azrae Stevens is. Emma Mieseman. They're probably gone. Yeah. Candace Parker is old. Uh, uh, but she's still Ellie Quigley is old. Still, if you had on. Vandersloot, Quigley, and Parker coming back, it would be their 12th, 14th, and 15th season in the WNBA. Save us, Kalia Copper. You're our only hope. Kalia is amazing. Currently uh, hooping it up in the uh, World Championships or something. Now, I will say James Wade is a huge positive. Yes. He's a great coach, a good GM. Like, how do you pivot? But, look, the WNBA is like the NBA. You need stars to win. However, I'm going to say there's no way there's seven. You know why? Why? There's only 12 WNBA teams. They have a better Uh, shot just inherently than. All right, so we'll push them off. It's Let's, shitty Cubs or White Sox or it's the Bears. Team. No, it's the team that Lawrence mentioned. It's the Blackhawks because they want to be number seven on that list. And I'm talking about, like, you could say future is bright. Prospects are prospects. They are tanking. This is tanks oh, yeah. for nothing this season, and they are in it Tank for fans. Connor Bedard. They want the number one overall pick. Now, if they get the number one overall pick... We do this that next year. They're, we do they're it next year. They, they shoot to number one because he's supposed to be that great of a prospect, mm-hmm. that elite of a prospect at center. I, I just feel like isn't their future bright as is based on the fact that they've identified they're fully tanking and this is the, it's only I mean, they can only go up. So no, no. Do you Lord, know? That, do you know for sure that any of the players currently on their roster are going to be on the team the next time they're good? You don't. Well, Seth Jones has an eight-year deal, so it's probably him. <laughs> Taves and Kane are getting older. They probably won't be on the team. Taves already said he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. And they've, they've, the rest scrubbed of the team, the cl- they've, they've scrubbed the slate clean, but that's all they are is a, a clean slate. Let's put them at seven. If you put Blackhawk seven, then then six is definitely Sky. What about the Cubs? Yes. What about the Cubs? Ah. What are the Cubs doing? No, 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 they have good prospects. And they're going to have tons of money, hopefully, this offseason. I mean, they have a pretty good infrastructure use. in the, the front office. And when Shohei's traded. They haven't they, buried themselves under a Javi Baez or Chris Bryant or Anthony Rizzo contract. They're, they're doing it right. Now, they are. They're five. They're, they're further in the process <laughs> than the Blackhawks are. The Blackhawks are at yeah, they're at, they're, seven, they're at the but you have to put yeah. the, the Cubs ahead of that. Because they've already started that process. They've started developing some sure, young guys. Justin Steele looks good. Nico Horner looks great. Seiya Suzuki looks pretty good. Keegan and then Thompson you have this stretch of yeah. pitchers that are coming up. So, so we're Lawrence put Sky at number six. So we've yes. got Fire, Blackhawks, Sky. Ay-yi-yi. So for five, we are... Probably Cubs. I'm not that low on the Cubs. No? I would say... I, I don't know enough about the Red Stars to be... Perfectly Again, honest about like uh, Mallory Pugh, I know is on the team. This is why I invited Lawrence because he can talk about. They're the in Red a smaller Stars. league. They have, they have a better shot to win. Mallory Pugh is an MVP That's candidate. That's why I think well, Cubs I, are five and Red, Red Stars are four. I mean, what about the White Sox? I will, I will, White I Sox would argue then too. that the Bears should be at five yeah. because if Justin Fields is not your quarterback, it's reset and rewind all over again. Because if he's good, 
great. You have a ton of money in free agency next year because all those dead contracts are gone and you have a new stadium coming and blah, 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 blah. All those things are positive. But you have to have a quarterback in the NFL. And if it's not Justin Fields, which we don't know yet, but if it's not Justin Fields, holy yeah. mackerel, we're doing this all over I, again. You know, um, but you have, you have the potential of a quarterback. You have $100 million to work with this next offseason. You've got a new stadium coming up. Aaron Rodgers still plays. You may have solved the offensive line, or at least you're getting there. You know, Jack Brown has. You had you had a great draft class. Jack Brown in the chat says, "There's no way in hell the Sox have a better future than the Cubs." I mean, if we just talk about the window closing, like five minutes ago, in my list in my head, I have the Sox and Cubs at either two and three, and I could put either team either place. Wow, that high! I just think it's crazy to think that a baseball team that where there's thirty teams. And, like, the, they've never done anything, either of these teams. Like, what are we talking about Well, are we talking about a bright future as in they're going to be in the playoffs and contending and those yeah, things? Or are I we mean, talking about the only thing that counts is a championship and the, and the only way you yeah, get there? I mean, yes. I guess a consistent deep playoff runs is a bright future. Right. So, if they're getting to, you know, win divisions and, and competing and winning playoff series, I think both the Cubs and the Sox could be in that much sooner than I could see the Bears doing it if Justin Fields isn't good. Oof. So, so we're saying Bears number five. Bears five. That low? Yeah. I mean, they're pretty much a Make the case. Did you see that game? That I just. <sighs> we don't know if the coach is good. We don't know that yet. It's too early to say. I feel like the Bears are four, but I'm not sure who that makes five. Well, yeah. then for me, it's the Red Stars because I don't know yeah, where else to put them. Yeah, but that's just because you don't know who they are. I mean, right. I don't know fair. where else to put them. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know where else to put them. You tell me they're, they're number one. Tell me why they're one. I would have put Bears at like three. With Ooh. optimism, Ooh. Oh, Casey, come on! What are you? I the, Red, the, the Red Stars. The Red Stars have been in the final. What? Yes. Were they back to back finals? Uh, what was it? Nineteen and twenty, maybe. Yeah. I think. But five they're still Red not Stars drawing. Four. They still don't have like a big part of the. Well, right. The Chicago sports <laughs> yes, consciousness. The, the, sure, the league could fold. That's Finan- not a very bright future. <laughs> yes. Finan- well, that's part of it. That's part of Financially, it. Financially, their future is not as good as the Bears. If we're talking about financial <laughs> future, the Bears are high the on. The Bears that list. are number one. I don't know. I mean. Let's let's leave the Bears at number five. Okay. Yikes. So. Oh man, that's going to make some people angry. So th- oh, we boy. have not talked about the Bulls right now, and I, I mean, think it's, the, it's kind of clear they're one, which is are they? Because like, how are, are they we one? really going to put the Bulls at number one? I don't know. I'm going to just have to just think Big Dave is going to make. Let's it see what people one. think in the comments. Someone um, said the Bulls should be lower. Jack Brown said the Bulls should be lower than the mid. Bears. He said the Bulls are mid. Because he think. Is that because he thinks Justin Fields is the real deal? If you believe that, if you believe Fields really is going to be an elite quarterback, then the Bears should be up near the top of the list because they're going to have money, and then they would have their quarterback, which is a big thing, and they got a new stadium, all those things. Hmm. I think... Put the Bears three. That's what I thought. Ooh. Oh, boy. Bear, you could I thought Bears put... three, Bulls one. And who, 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 like... Red Stars two. I go Red Bulls, Stars... White Sox, Cubs. This is hard. But I could easily put the Cubs ahead of the problem with the Bulls, right? The problem with the Bulls is being in the middle of the NBA is basketball hell. Correct. Trying to get out of that middle space. But if you're saying their future is bright, I do think they're a playoff team. And so do the Bulls have the best front office in the city? I think that's kind of really what this comes down maybe to. Maybe I, I, I like I trust Who do you trust most. I do trust them. Maybe the most, but that's even wishy-washy because Patrick Williams is their draft pick. We don't know. Lonzo Ball can't stay on the court. 
He's their move. Vooch is their move, and the guy couldn't hit a shot in the postseason. So I actually like what they're doing, but that side of me starts saying, what are you talking about? Like, the, how are they getting from it's, there? Unless they get Kevin Durant, how are they going from there to it seems like there? It, it seems like they're adults in the room, which is good. Yeah. Well. They, they've made bad decisions, but I, I think that they're smart enough with the cap, and they've, they, they've got the, the infrastructure in that, that front office to pivot and kind of get out of this, I think. It won't well, be easy, but I, I agree. This is a lot harder than I thought yeah, it was going to be. Yeah, okay, so just really going hard. through the chat here, you know, Baloney Fonseca says uh, the Red Stars are a very solid team. They should be no lower than three. I'm kind of with him there. Uh, Jack Brown, he's saying the Bulls should be lower than the Bears and that they're a mid-team, and he says that they have virtually no shot at championship because, like Luke just said, they're kind of stuck in that middle uh, area there. Okay, comments. Who's won then? Um, so coming into this year, the White Sox the were the closest at elevating yeah, CHGO to a title in the yeah. first year yes. of, of our media organization. Unquestionably. So do you, I mean, does that make them one? I, no, because look at what's happened to this. They've they've totally just tanked the season and like fallen apart. If it was any other front office, I'd say okay, well they'll they'll just figure it out and and do something this off season. I but you just can't have the, the faith. Bulls. I'll tell you what, nobody's gonna like this, especially. But the Bulls the are owned side. by the guy that owns the White Sox. Why, yes, but why, they, why are you not saying Cubs? Why is nobody saying Cubs? They're the, the one. They're the one thing trending up. Year. Tell me what team is trending up right now. It's not the White Sox. It's not the Bears necessarily. We don't know where they're trending. The Bulls are sort of horizontal waiting for a heartbeat to see what they've got it might be the if we it put, might be the cubs if we put the <laughs> cubs over the white Sox right now at one two the entire south side is gonna break the door down uh, and carry duke, us out of here duke well, duke eaton says the Sox should be one because they have the talent just need some changes when it comes to leadership at the managerial standpoint and a rostered tune-up i agree with uh, kirk Cubs I, have to prove they're going to spend first. I don't believe them. Oh, yeah, but the true. Sox have to prove they're going to be willing to make that move and make the front office move that matters and spend too. So it's like I see both both those teams are like they're like one A one B. The Cubs White Sox. The Sox are two bold moves away from being championship contenders. The Cubs are three or four spending moves and and some of these young players coming up. I'm willing to maybe give the Sox the nod, but it it's 1A, 1B for me, and then the Bulls 3. Maybe we just make the Red Stars. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> I'm telling you, every year, they're, I mean, as long as the league's still existent, they, I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to th- I still think you go Bulls 1, Cubs 2, Bears 3, Sox 4. I mean, that's crazy. The Red Bulls- Stars 5. The Bulls are the most likely playoff team out of that list. I mean, Jack makes a like the Bulls are currently a play-in caliber team. Correct. Yeah. But the most likely out of all of our teams to be in the playoffs this season. Agreed. Yeah, but the Red Stars are in the playoffs every year. You can't okay, put the yeah. Red Stars But we're still talking about potential who's got the brightest future, not necessarily who's going to make right. the playoffs next. Right. Well, I mean, how is far future, is the future? Like, yeah, like one year? Or if it's oh, this man. year, Four years it's the now? Bulls. <laughs> if it's winning a championship, it's... The Cubs are White Sox. Take your pick, whatever side of town you're on. That's what you're going to believe. I mean, I don't, think the, I don't think the Bears have any shot at a championship anytime soon. No, unless Justin Fields uh, all of a sudden develops into the real deal and they have all this money in the offseason. What if he but goes out and turns up the Texans and we do this next week? 
No, that, still not. I mean, what, every week we're going to go like, oh. Well, that, that's why Justin, we do it in Chicago. Justin, We've already Justin, talked about it. What, what if they lose to Lovey Smith and the Texans, well, who are supposed to be <laughs> the worst team in the NFL? Then you're going to come back and be like, Texans well, are, the Bears yeah. should be last on that list. Great question, Luke. Uh, all four phases. I, I think today. Bulls, I, I actually think we go Bulls number one because I do like that front office. I trust them. Yep. Can we do this? Yep, we're done. Bulls, then we Cubs or Sox, decision. take your pick. We have to make the call. I want to put the Bears at five, honestly. I agree. Yeah, Bears put, five put and, the Bears and back Cubs to Sox five. have to be two, three. How did they even get moved to three? I don't know. I think so. We're going to put Cubs. Um, I want Red Stars at two. Lawrence, you're pretty agno- agnostic in this whole in the Cubs Sox. So. Cubs Sox. I mean, like the Sox clearly right now have a better t- uh, talent on the roster, but like, are they? I don't know. The season has soured me so heavily on this team. Like Luke said earlier, how they're they just bad base running. Like I, all that shit pisses me off too much. So. I don't know. Are, do they have a bright future? I don't know. If they get rid of Tony, please, please get rid of Tony. Stay healthy. Stay away. Uh, I don't know. So do the Red Stars go at number two? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. And then the Cubs, I think the, Sox, I three, think the Sox go at three. You can't put the Cubs in front of the Sox. The Sox have more major league talent right now. The Cubs have more minor league talent. So I'll, I'll, I'm willing to accept that. Like, if you want to say Sox, they just have to be willing to make those moves. And I'm not sure they're willing to I make just, those moves, or at least after, some of them. After a year like this year, when there was such high potential and, like, everyone was psyched, the Cleveland Guardians went through this, too. You just – and then it's over. And then it takes a couple more years. And then it's, like, a big, you know, peaks and valleys. So, I don't – Peaks and valleys. Yeah. I would say Cubs over Sox. Let us know what you think. I'm sure people are going to – once we put this out on social, people so are going to go nuts. Officially, just to uh, – for the podcast listeners, yeah. Bulls are one, Red Stars two, Sox three, Cubs four – Debatable. Bears 5, Sky 6, Blackhawks 7, and Fire. Chicago Fire 8. Ugh. You could, you and could. honestly, though, I, I could actually see, like, the fire, like, kind of retooling in the next two years. And, a lot to do. And some of that stuff coming through. I mean, they're losing. Uh, 6, 7, and 8 are know. correct. 1 through 5 are almost interchangeable. Yeah. You right. could make an argument for every team on there, 1 through 5. And you could also argue against 1 through 5. Yeah, that's where we're at. Ryan Green tweeted us and said the CHGO sports team has the brightest future. Oh, no, isn't that special? (laughs) Probably true. Ryan Green, thank you, sir. Thank you, Please come take pictures and videos of us again. That'd be great. (laughs) Awesome. Well, make sure to tell us what you think we got right, what we got wrong, and subscribe to the Chicago Sports Podcast. Uh, You know what should be number one? I just thought of it. Uh Angry Chicago sports fans. (laughs) Winner. (laughs) Number one. You're going to be winning for the next 10 years. I got to say there have been better times in uh, in the city's sports history to start a new digital sports network, but we do what we can. All right. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It is all possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. And when you buy it through our link in the description of every show on YouTube, you help CHGO grow. Yeah, look at this. Uh, I'm going pretty to the cool. link right now. Also, you just really is. won't find a better deal. The, the Sox oh, guys yeah. went out and got great seats for the last two games. Unfortunately, those. they didn't see anything, but they got three seats in the uh, in the club level, which is a, a great you know seating experience for like what thirty nine dollars total. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah for three tickets. Pretty, for pretty solid. virtually a playoff. Yeah, game. and if you're coming out to the CHGO tailgate on Sunday, like yeah, so it, you don't have tickets, you go through the link. 
if you, you fire this thing up at 11.15, you might be able to get in that, in that stadium for probably under 100 bucks or so. Oh, for sure, I, I would think. I you, think people would be selling at that point, so yeah. Yeah, so. Cool site, pretty fun to look at, so. By the way, I've, for it. I've changed my mind on the order of Cubs socks and that, like, how, how can you put the socks ahead of the Cubs? <laughs> they just lost what is essentially another playoff series. They haven't won a playoff series since 05. Yeah. Why, why would their future be brighter? They have no farm system to trade for. Oh, boy. Trade from. We've closed that segment, Luke. Oh, sorry, sorry. We're done. It cannot be changed. We're moving on. We can't. It cannot be changed. I thought we didn't have rules here. I thought there were no rules. No rules, just right. There's a south side coming to get you. Did you hear the door open? He'd probably agree with me. Who is it, Herb? (laughs) (laughs) If you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right. Love so usually segment two we do Casey's thing. We Casey's push it back to thing. What does that mean? You mean Casey's thing. thing. Casey's scroll. show. Scroll stoppers. Oh, let's close it out with scroll stoppers. Casey, I have, I have to tell you a little story. So I, I showed I showed my daughter Kenzie her appearance on last year's pod on last week's podcast, and did she love it? She loved it, and then she's like, "What?" Then uh, Karina said, "What is what does Casey do at CHGO?" And Kenzie said, she does videos, uh, she does social media, and she also does scroll stoppers. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. She knows. It was amazing. I love it. That's awesome. All right, guys. What is we, scroll stoppers for people who don't scroll know? Scroll stoppers, if you're new to the show, it's just our little segment on the show where we talk about what makes you stop scrolling mindlessly on social media and check things out, take a closer look. Hey, who so, came up with that name? That's a pretty good name. I think it was Law. Yeah. I think it was you. Yeah, it was. Law on the draw. Thank you. Scroll stoppers, good segment name. All right, guys, this video went viral this week. It's a Bears fan watching the end of the Bears-Packers game last Sunday. His name is Dion Brooks. Mojo Brooks on Twitter. It's also very fake. Let's just get it's that out. It's probably fake. It's, it's a rewind well, he's an DVR. Actor. He's it's very talented. But I've been good. here. It's good. I've been here. Basically, to set it up, he's in full Bears gear, coat, jersey, wristband, hat, and he is just devastated over the end of that game and that loss, like as we all were. But his girlfriend kind of pokes the bear, no pun intended, and uh, she teases him for being really into it. So we can take a listen. Just stupid. Is you okay? Yeah, I'm alright. Is you crying? Don't leave me alone. You know I'm watching the game. No, I'm not crying. I told you they was gonna lose. I don't know why you acting like this. Why is you talking about my business? Why is you talking about my business? But they down bad with T points. They cheated though. They cheated. They cheated. They cheated. We would have won. They cheated. You not hot with all this stuff on? Yeah. Hey man, why you coming? I told you don't. When they lose, don't talk to me for the rest of the week. Why is you bothering me? Dang. You, whoa, what about the wristbands? You act like they finna throw you in a game to save the last couple of points for you. Would you leave me alone? Would you leave me alone? You don't even cry for me like this. I only know you for two months. This has been my team for 22 years. Yeah. That's the line right there. Win, yeah. lose, or draw. This one I'm at. Get out. Get out. I don't even want you here. What? what? I know you. I know you. I know you. I know you. Get out. Get out. They real. need to recruit you if it's this serious. Get out. For real. <laughs> I'm on the team. I'm with the team. Get out. Come on. I don't know. Come on. All right. Okay. Says, I'm on the team. I'm with the team. Like, this really hit home for our GM, Jake Flanagan. He feels the exact same way. And even if it is fake and he's a good actor and so is she, 
it's really funny when she says they need to recruit you if it's this serious. Amazing. I, that, that is a fake thing. I, I think that guy's actually a content creator slash comedian. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah, we should have him on, by the way. Probably should. should. Um, I've, I've been there before. Like, I've, I've been in relationships, including the one with my wife, where, like, after a game, I've just been laying on the floor just, like, <laughs> completely spent. And she's like, what's wrong with you? We, we had yeah. people over for the... Um, the final four game in 2014 where uh, my Wisconsin Badgers lost on a three-pointer in the last second. And uh, we had people over, and I was, like, literally on the floor. Like, we had almost <laughs> made the title game. And she's like, get up. We have people over. And they're just kind of looking at me like, this, this happened. I know this much. If it is not fake and it's a real video, that guy cares more about the Bears than Justin Fields. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Don't go back to that. It's all full circle. See, I bring it all around. Ugh, Luke. It's so, funny. Yeah. It, it's a funny video. It is a funny video. I thought it was really, really... It, it's better it's than fake. just watching, like, another fake one where, like, someone just smashes their TV. Right. Yeah. He was. He looked like he was genuinely upset, even though, you know, those could be crocodile tears. It was funny. Why is Jerry Re- Reinsdorf trending on Twitter? Ooh. Probably not a good reason. Oh, no. <laughs> Denzel Washington, Jeff. <laughs> All right, guys, our next clip is the Bulls unveiling their Motorola partnership for the 2022-23 jerseys this season. On Tuesdays, on Tuesday, they announced this with a video of Ayo Desumu, and uh, you can check that out right here. The Bulls jersey is more than just a jersey. When I put the Bulls jersey on, it just feels different. Hello, Moto. Oh, yeah. Give me Hello, that. Moto. Hello, Moto. It's 2005 again. Love it. I don't know. Like, is Motorola still a company? That's it what is. I was going to They're ask. a Chicago-based company. I mean, are they, though, at this they point? They are. What do they make now, though? They don't make the Moto Razor anymore. Do you still have the Razor, Luke? No, but that, well, you know what? I probably have it in a box somewhere. <laughs> um, but I don't use it, it's although I am jealous of those new phones that came out. That I think I still have, I should have brought it in. I think I have it in a drawer somewhere. Or in I like do. A, I definitely have it somewhere. A box in a basement, maybe. So Motorola, Chicago-based company, kudos to them. They do also sponsor the Fire jersey, so another team in Chicago. Um, The Bulls will debut this jersey on October 4th during their preseason game against the Pelicans. And the fans seem to be pretty, you know, excited about it. They're excited to see Iowa in a jersey. It's pretty well received by the fans. It was a good good clip. They make the NFL headsets, maybe. Uh, Sure. What do we think of that logo? They have a a lot of patents, a lot of technology. They're... I mean, they're here to stay, Luke. Yeah, it's an, it looks like Acura, the Acura logo. A little bit. <laughs> it's like kind of wish Acura it was a Vienna Beef or Portillo. Oh, yeah. But I mean, good... I'll say this though: it's better than Zenny, right? I mean, we were they were yes. talking about this on the Bulls. Uh, Zenny Optical. Yes, it's yeah. a real yes. You know, Agreed. that was like that, like kind of a light blue, which kind of clashed with the red. Although it was the Chicago blue, so you know, I guess that works. But it should be Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like the, uh, the Nationals yeah, W the Nationals slash Walgreens. W. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. All right. I take it. Yeah, what the hell? It's fine. <laughs> our last clip for today is our CHGO Clip of the Week. Ooh, Clip of the Week. This is our Clip of the Week on the CHGO Bulls show. Matt Peck, Big Dave, Will Gottlieb were discussing the Justin Fields comments that we discussed at the top of the show that he made earlier in the week. And I tweeted this too, but Peck has some strong opinions. You see Will trying to keep the peace and Big Dave does a interesting accent. Anyone mad at Justin Fields for what he said today is an idiot. And I will hear none of it from any of you. Dude, dude, a quarterback second, saying that dude. me and my 52 teammates in there care more than a fan does? 
he's right. He's not <laughs> wrong when he said, we're in there working our tails off. We're on that practice field working our tails off. Blood, sweat, and tears out on the field just now. We care more than you. Bears fans or Bulls fans, if Zach Levine had said that or DeMar had said that after a tough loss, they are correct to say that. And any Chicago sports fan has a problem with what Justin Fields said today is a freaking idiot. Go home. Stop talking. Dude, the, idiot. the second he said that, I was watching it live. The second he said it, I said, oh, no. <laughs> and I rewound <laughs> it on PVR and I said, oh, no, he didn't say that. They about to get my guy. Not, and he's right. Everything Matt said, I agree with. But I know how this town works. And I know the second he said that, yeah, dog, that was on the way out, you know, immediately. Like, we need that on a sideboard. I, I get it. I'm with you guys. But, like, never say anything that could even be misconstrued to sound like it's you against the fan. And there you have it. All three opinions. All three correct opinions. Yes. That was well, amazing. Like, mostly correct. Oh, no. I agree. I agree. It's crazy to think Justin Fields should care – less or whatever what about Allen robinson last year did he care more than some bears fans depends on the player depends on the player when you're saying it just remember i do think justin fields should care more than yeah. us that's okay and that's right i think we're i don't be think okay. Allen robinson cared more than some bears fans last year i think the bears are gonna be okay i, I like don't clip this and show this to me in like five or six weeks but oh it, it just like it, save it long it blows my mind that people like just how good we felt last week after the 49ers, how bad we feel this week. Like the 2022 season is about maintaining an even keel. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. We hope probably be be more lows than highs. Correct. But this is the start of a journey. And if you bear down on Justin Fields and get in that dude's head, Luke, you and I covered Rex Grossman Rex Grossman got here. He was like a pretty good guy. Rex Grossman yeah. overall is a good guy. Yeah. Agreed. And he was very, uh, you know, there was a give and take be- with him in the media. And it was like kind of a good thing. And you saw after that Arizona game where he threw four interceptions and Devin Hester and Brian Urlacher had to bail him out. You saw it switch. Like he, the wall went up and he clearly wasn't having a good time coming out and, and doing the stuff and, and dealing with questions. I'm not saying like had people not got on him, like Rex Grossman would have become a good quarterback, but it didn't help. No. And Justin Fields doesn't need the city in his ear. He doesn't need us contributing to his doubts. Like we need to pump this dude up. And that's not saying he's gonna be a Hall of Fame quarterback or that he's gonna be the answer. But like we have to be part of the the solution, not the problem. Even if you're crazy enough to be angry at him, <laughs> forgive him and move on. Right. So that was our CHGO clip of the week. That will do it for Scroll Stoppers. Wait, real you quick. I just want to go back to Sean C- Caselli here in the chat. I didn't oh, see yeah. this during. He said, can Motorola make a bionic knee for Lonzo? That's I love that question. comment. That was yeah. a good, good comment. Good comment. I love that. <laughs> also, good avatar there with uh, Sammy. That's clearly from 98, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's a lot of home runs. Yeah, uh, Sammy doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> so Who does? If you guys <laughs> like what you saw, follow us on CHGO underscore sports on Twitter. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We are on all social media channels on YouTube. We're having fun with some YouTube shorts, too. Yeah. That's been a good time. So thank you guys for checking out Scroll Stoppers. Thank Be- you. Before we go real quick, Luke, we've got a question for you. Aaron Judge is making a run. He's into the 60s and home runs. He didn't hit 61 yet, right? Just hit no. 60s. Uh, well, no, he's at 60. He's, he's at 60. Okay. Everyone's not making a big deal. It's the American League record. 
You care about the American League record? Is this a big deal? Uh, well, I mean, he's doing it. He's doing it in an era where I believe uh, it's cleaner than it was when Bonds did it. Obviously, yeah. Um, if you're willing to suspend Fernando Tatis, you're not protecting anybody in baseball. Mm-hmm. So I think Judge, and he's also doing it in a in an era where there's a dead baseball. Like nobody's even close to hitting what he's like twenty ahead of the next guy. Kyle Schwarber. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> I'll be honest with you; it's pretty damn impressive to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, like, I'll, I'll say this: when uh, he hit sixty, that was in that crazy ninth inning comeback against the poor Pirates. Yeah, with and the grand then, slam, and then yeah, Giancarlo Stanton hits hits uh, yeah. the grand slam to win it. That was his twenty seventh. So he's not even halfway to Aaron Judge. Does it does Giancarlo it make Stanton. him the true home run king if he gets to sixty two? Or is that Sammy Sosa slander and Barry Bond slander? Uh, I mean. God. No, because I think everybody was cheating back then, or the majority of players were cheating. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you that this feels cleaner than both of those, and I will consider it one of the greatest home run seasons of all time. That's all you can say about it. Like, Yeah, I agree. All right. He's also got a shot. at if, if they bring a regular ball back next year, he will have a shot at 73. That would be fun. With the Cubs. <laughs> that'll be that'll be even, that'll be even better. Future's and, bright. Let's go. And if they sign Aaron Judge, we will put them at number one. So, hey, this has been a fun episode of the Chicago Sports Podcast. If you like us, please rate and review us. If you listen to us on another feed, because we put this into the Bears and the Bulls and the Blackhawks when appropriate, um, make sure you go over to our feed and subscribe, rate and review us. We are here every Thursday morning. We try to have a lot of fun and. Hopefully you had a lot of fun, too. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kevin Kaduk. For Luke Stuckmeyer, Casey Standahar, and Lawrence Benedetto, we will see you next Thursday.